peace and goodwill to all men. It's time to shine, 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 shine. Welcome to this episode of Pause with the Pastors. I'm Tammy Jackson, the senior pastor here at Anniston First United Methodist Church. I'm joined today by Davis Johnson, one of our associate pastors. We are looking ahead to what is coming up in worship on this Sunday. This Sunday is Palm Sunday, the day when we celebrate the triumphal entry of Christ into Jerusalem shortly before his crucifixion. We do hope that you'll join us for worship this week. We have some exciting things coming, um, including new choirs, new music, new ensembles, and of course, the traditional waving of the palms parade. So we hope that you'll join us either in person or online. But this is the final sermon in our Vessels Holy and Whole series that we have been using during Lent, where we are exploring a journey of healing and recovery um, and how Christ heals all of our brokenness. And we've talked about how Christ heals us physically. We want to take care of our bodies, heals our communities, um, heals our, our minds. We want to keep our minds strong. And this week, we're going to be talking about the topic of forgiveness, how forgiveness is healing to us. Um, we're going to talk specifically about our need to forgive ourselves, but also how being being assured that we're forgiven is an important part of that journey. Our scripture text is out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, where um, a paralyzed man is brought to Jesus, and Jesus looks down and, and says, take heart, your sins are forgiven. And it causes a conversation about, does Jesus have the authority to forgive sins? And Jesus says, well, which is easier, to tell someone they're forgiven or to heal them physically, and then goes on to heal him physically. But I think that there are times we need to hear the words, you are forgiven. Forgiveness is a powerful thing in life. It is. And I think we often can be forgiven by those around us. We don't only need to confess our sins before God and a leader in our church, whether it's a pastor or someone that's in an authority position, but we have to confess our sins before one another. And once we do that, we have to take the extra step of forgiving ourselves, which mm-hmm. can be even harder. Because mm-hmm. even if someone has shown you that you're still loved, that the things you've done or haven't done mm-hmm. don't stay with you, that though mm-hmm. we're sinful, we're held in grace, that doesn't mean we're very good at being gracious with ourselves. That's true, because most of us have an inner voice that wants to remind us of everything that we've done wrong. Um, some of us would say that that is the enemy, Um, who reminds us of our sins and our shortcomings. Others of us would just say we tend to be hard on ourselves. Our inner critic is always very loud. I know this happens for me on a fairly regular basis. If I ever get awakened at night because I have to go to the bathroom or something, I can lay there and rehash things that have happened. I should have said, I should have done, why did I... And if you can do that with an eye toward not repeating the same thing, that can be a constructive thing. But all too often, it is simply about we just beat ourselves up all over again. So I think it was something that Jesus saw in this paralyzed man before him that he needed to hear you are forgiven. We don't even know what it is that he's forgiven from, but he had the need to hear it. 
Um, I know in part of Christianity, particularly um, in our past and in some streams of Christianity today, a, a formal confession is still something that is done. You go and you confess to a priest and and they affirm that you are forgiven. We do it in our liturgy. Um, you are forgiven in the name of Christ you are forgiven. So it is there for us. We tend to include prayers of confession as a time to remember our shortcomings together, but there's power in hearing we are forgiven. I think there are always these different forces that are at work when we strive to actually improve and experience Mm -hmm. this healing that comes as we try to believe in our Mm -hmm. forgiveness. Because Though we think of it in different ways, like you're talking about, whether it's our own will to not want to Mm -hmm. improve or to accept that our lives have to change because God is at work in our lives and trying to help us grow out of the things that we've beaten ourselves Mm up with for so long, whether it's that or because evil corrupts our will and Mm -hmm. keeps us from striving for any kind of further encounter of grace, an encounter of Christ, it's so easy to just get caught in these cycles of not being able to improve, and then we have something else that we need to confess to others. I I know I often will feel like I've had this impactful week, and I've been able to connect with so many different people, and then when I'm alone, I don't think about all the things that I did in that week that helped me experience the grace of God and encounter the Holy Spirit I think about the things I wish I would have done, mm-hmm. and that's not what God wills for us. It's not. Um, and we have to be continually reminded that we are not yet perfected in love, and so we make those mistakes. All too often, we think that asking for forgiveness places us in a position of weakness. I don't want to admit that I made a mistake, that I was wrong, that I might have hurt someone because that'll make me look weak. They'll know where I'm vulnerable. But there's actually great strength in being able to ask for forgiveness. And it is a sign of love. It's part of being connected to one another, um, not only as brothers and sisters in Christ, but as fellow members of the human community um, to say, I was wrong. Please forgive me. It's also a very freeing experience um, to know that you've done everything you can to repair a relationship or a situation. But also when I forgive someone else, I release myself from having to be the avenger of the situation. Um, I can just trust that God's going to help them grow to a point where they won't do that. I don't have to ensure that they get what's coming to them. That doesn't mean that the people mm-hmm. around you have to know why it is True. you wish that they would get. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> we, That's right. We can uh, sometimes get a little frustrated and wind up mm-hmm. in our own need of forgiveness mm-hmm. as we uh, talk about how much we want somebody to have a little work of Jesus in That's their life. That's right, in Jesus' name. Um, I hope they come around to that. One of the things I am glad that I am very thankful that we don't practice in our particular stream of Christianity in Methodism is we don't practice any form of humiliation or shame that comes with forgiveness. We believe that God's grace is at work in all of our lives, moving us closer and closer to being more like Christ, to being more perfected in our love and in our grace. So we don't insist that people make public declarations and be humiliated. That's not 
it. We want people to be right with God and right with one another. And there's not those aspects of shame and guilt. It's really so helpful the way that there are many pieces of our theology and practice that remind me of how glad I am to be Methodist. Mm -hmm. And one of them is our confession um, and our confessing that we have faith in Christ Mm -hmm. tradition, because instead of taking this posture that similarly we other traditions might say, once you confess that you have faith, you ought not live in sin. Mm -hmm. And while we believe that, we don't think it's our responsibility that we do that on our Mm -hmm. own. Some traditions that are very formative in our culture today would suggest that once you've confessed Christ, you ought to have the strength of your own will Mm -hmm. that you can live this holy and peaceable life. But we know that we need God's grace at every step along the way, that it's not by some strength of our own, but by the grace of God that we can improve and live into our forgiven nature. That's right. We don't do it in our own power. We can't save ourselves, and we cannot in our own power perfect ourselves. We call it sanctifying grace, the grace of God that helps move us in that sanctifying direction. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And forgiveness is an important aspect of being able to become sanctified, is that we can release our past and believe that God forgives us from it. So we hope you'll join us this Sunday as we explore this more in worship. 1400 Noble Street is our sanctuary or online on Facebook or YouTube, 10 a.m. on Sundays. We hope to see you there.